This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. Taiwan today reported a record high of 41 imported cases. That comes as health authorities are investigating three potential clusters of COVID infections connected to a quarantine hotel in Taipei. Two people at the hotel tested positive. The Central Epidemic Command Center, or CECC, believed they could be connected to a third case, a former guest who tested positive after moving to home quarantine. His results suggest he may have caught the virus at the hotel, and further tests are underway. The past 24 hours has seen a grim new milestone, with the world surpassing one million new daily COVID cases. As countdowns to the start of 2022 kick off in a matter of hours, celebrations around the globe are being restricted for a second consecutive year. And here in Taiwan, rehearsals are in full swing for a New Year's Eve show that's set to go ahead as planned. The main event will feature Health Minister Chen Shizhong performing two songs in recognition of the frontline workers who have worked to keep the infection rates low in the country. A fitting way to close out a year of record-setting COVID cases that people in all parts of the world hope not to repeat in 2022. Klein Wong and Sandy Chi for Taiwan Plus. December 31st marks two years since Taiwan alerted the World Health Organization to a SARS-like pneumonia in the Chinese city of Wuhan. Dr. Lo Yijin was the first man outside China to uncover the gravity of this new disease. I spoke to Dr. Lo about the critical timing of his discovery and how it became key to Taiwan fending off one of the deadliest pandemics. If there's anyone in the world that can be said to be on top of COVID-19, is this man. Noijin was the first person to communicate to the World Health Organization a Chinese outbreak of a mysterious new disease. I almost jumped out of my bed. <laughs> For my gut feeling, it's something very serious. In the early hours of December 31st, 2019, unable to sleep, Dr. Lo was checking medical posts on PTT, Taiwan's equivalent to Reddit. One caught his eye. Several people from a wet market in the Chinese city of Wuhan have been isolated. I found out that there are pictures showing um, the chest x-ray and the chest imaging showing there are um, typical pneumonia um, image uh, caused by virus indicate that the positive result of coronavirus and that is SARS-like coronavirus. SARS had devastated Taiwan in 2003. Dr. Lo didn't want to repeat. An official directive raised a red flag, a notice to health workers to take special precautions with patients suspected of the pneumonia and to report them to authorities. But then, Chinese authorities began censoring the outbreak. On January 4th, Wuhan Central Hospital Dr. Li Wenliang was arrested for spreading rumors. Two doctors separated by the Taiwan Strait, both of whom raised the alarm, yet their fates couldn't be more different. Lee died from COVID-19 on February 7th, aged just 34. Later on New Year's Eve, Dr. Lo attempted to alert the world. Taiwan isn't a member of the WHO, but it emailed the peak body about the reports of an atypical pneumonia. Unfortunately, WHO only replied to us with very few words, saying they forwarded information to relevant colleagues, and no further response after that. 
One case was a Chinese woman whose only link to the market was through her husband. Dr. Lo suspected there had been human-to-human -human transmission. This was confirmed by Taiwan experts dispatched to Wuhan on January 13th. With the Lunar New Year just days away, Taiwan began screening and quarantining passengers from Wuhan. A ban on all travelers from China followed. It wasn't until March 11th, two months later, that the WHO declared the coronavirus a pandemic. By then, China had more than 80,000 cases and 3,000 deaths. Taiwan recorded 49 cases and one death, despite being just 130 miles away from China. Early in the pandemic, Taiwan's relationship with the WHO was at one of its lowest points. Assistant Director Bruce Elwood reveals just how bad it was in an interview with public broadcaster Radio TV Hong Kong. Right, because because I'm, I'm actually curious on talking about Taiwan as well, on Taiwan's case. Every year, China blocks Taiwan from entry to the United Nations, including the WHO. Despite its record throughout the pandemic, Taiwan was not invited as an observer to the annual World Health Assembly in 2020, nor again in 2021. Yet Dr. Lo says things have improved over the past two years. So more and more, I think they have listened to us more and also uh, well, more showing welcome willingness to uh, include us in a few of those uh, COVID networks. But still, it's far away from complete or full uh, participation. In a pandemic that has claimed 3.5 million lives globally, Taiwan has seen a total of 850 deaths, while Australia, with a similar population, has seen more than 2,100, and China, more than 3,600. Uh, COVID is not yet over, and we hope our uh, Good vaccination coverage will pave the road for Taiwan's opening after the Chinese Lunar New Year holidays. As Omicron, the first variant of 2022, tightens its global grip, Taiwan will want to balance reopening for the first time in two years with staying one step ahead of COVID-19. Damon Lin and Ian Kavat for Taiwan Plus. Taiwan's government says it will take legal action against Nicaragua for transferring its former embassy in the country to China. Nicaragua broke ties with Taiwan earlier this month, with Managua switching diplomatic ties to Beijing. Before leaving, Taiwan sold its embassy to the Catholic Church of Nicaragua for the symbolic amount of one U.S. dollar in order to protect its assets and property. But the Ortega government declared Taipei's assets belong to Beijing under its one China policy. Policy. Taiwan's foreign ministry says Nicaragua is in violation of the Vienna Convention on Diplomatic Relations. This states that countries must protect the premises and property of embassies when relations are severed. Taipei's stock exchange ended 2021 trading on Thursday over the 18,000 mark, close to a record high reached in July this year. The index has been one of Asia's best performing exchanges in 2021, surging over 23%. Semiconductor and shipping companies have been the best performers, and that's translating into some handsome bonuses for employees. But is everyone reaping the benefits? James Chater reports. It's one of the more unlikely iconic images of 2021. In March, the 224,000-ton ship Ever Given stuck in the Suez Canal. The ships owned by Taiwanese company Evergreen and the backlog it caused momentarily paralyzed global trade. 
The episode left Evergreen executives red in the face, but they more than made up for it with their end-of-year company bonuses. Employees of the shipping company landed bonuses equivalent to 40 months of wages, with one couple earning a combined package of some 2 million Taiwan dollars, around 180,000 US dollars. And that's from individual base salaries of around just 24,000 US dollars. Evergreen's announcement comes as Taipei's stock exchange closed for 2021 trading near an all-time high reached in July. The Taiex index surged 23% this year, the third highest increase of all time. And that's been driven mainly by the strong performance of Taiwan's shipping and semiconductor companies. The strong stock exchange figures cap a bumper year for Taiwan's headline economic statistics. Last month, forecasts for Taiwan's 2021 growth were revised up to a 10-year high of 6%. Robust demand for Taiwan's technological products meant that even a months-long lockdown mid-year couldn't dampen the economic outlook. But the headline statistics could be masking a more sober reality. A December poll by the Taiwan Public Opinion Foundation found that only 26% of people thought Taiwan's economy had improved over the past year. That's compared to 70% who thought it either hadn't changed or had got worse. And those figures come as income inequality in 2020 widened to its highest level in eight years. In the new year, Taiwan is raising its minimum wage. But despite positive headline statistics, many Taiwanese feel the benefits are yet to trickle down. And because of that, the fear remains they could get stuck in an economic rut. Alex Chen and James Chater for Taiwan Plus. Today, as we bid farewell to 2021 and usher in the new year, we reflect on the stories and the people that have helped us believe in a better Taiwan. Here's Joey Cho with our special Hope for 2022. 2021 was the year we dug our way out, found ways to come together. And here in Taiwan, we fought off an outbreak and vaccinated 80% of the population. But there were stories that dashed our hopes too and made us worry for the future. But in those darkest of hours, we looked for the people, lighting the way, standing in solidarity, showing their courage, celebrating diversity, and standing alongside us in friendship. These are the people who gave us hope in 2021. It's not easy for Taiwan to make friends in the international community. Opposition from China means that the country has only a few official diplomatic allies. But the World Cup Taiwan tournament in New Taipei City helped to build important relationships through the beautiful game. Jaime Ocon brought us there. I'm at World Cup Taiwan, where 18 different teams from 13 different countries will face off in a mini tournament. And what sport am I talking about? Football! <laughs> Like uh, when it originally started, we only had like six teams, which all came from like the Central American region and the Caribbean. But uh, every year, like we had like more and more countries wanting to participate. So this year, like around half of the participants that are in the competition uh, come from different regions of the world. Like in Europe, we had participants from Africa last year. It's also an opportunity to for the world to see Taiwan. One of the highlights this year is a match pitting government officials against diplomats. 
On one side is Taiwan's Ministry of Foreign Affairs, or MOFA, known for their strong defense in the international community. And on the other side, the diplomatic dream team, made up of representatives from allied nations. Off the field, they stand up for Taiwan in the international community. But on the pitch today, let's just say the relationship is a little more competitive. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the score is or who wins or who loses. What matters is the people who are with you on and off the field. And maybe it's about the goals. Damon Lin and Jaime Ocon for Taiwan Plus. Again, that was Joey Cho with a look at Hope for 2022. You can download the Taiwan Plus app for more stories from Taiwan and around the world. Thank you so much for watching Taiwan Plus News in 2021. I'm Ian Kavat. Happy New Year and see you again in 2022. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.